what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk about a problem today. The good news is, is we're going to get to a solution. That's the exciting thing. But what I want to reveal to you right at the jump here is that there is only ever one problem. You might not believe me, but listen, there is only ever one problem and it's your uninvestigated story in the moment. It's your uninvested story in the moment. Because the thing is, nothing outside of you can ever give you what you're looking for. And what it is that we're really desiring is to keep coming home to ourself. Because we're always the one that we've been waiting for. (laughs) Okay? And you can see, if you ever do this as a practice, if you were to read Proverbs in the Passion Translation specifically... It's so interesting. I'm just going to read you this. This is what I mean when it means to come home to yourself. It's to come home to your original design. It's to come home to your creator. It's to come home to God in you. (laughs) God in you, the hope of glory, right? It's to come home to that space and to that place within yourself that you've allowed all of these other things to stack on top of, right? So there's only ever one problem, and it's your uninvestigated story in the moment, which I'll break this down in a second. But hear hear this from Proverbs 2. Just listen to this today. The title of Proverbs 2 is Searching for Wisdom. My child, will you treasure my wisdom? Then and only then will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within will you succeed. So train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on to your sons and daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places cherished treasure, Then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow in his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair. 
and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters your soul. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine design will watch over you and understanding will protect you for making poor choices. It will rescue you from evil in disguise and from those who speak duplicities, for they have left the paths of righteousness and walk in the ways of darkness. They take pleasure when evil prospers and thoroughly enjoy a lifestyle of sin, but they're walking on a path to nowhere, wandering away in deeper deception. Wisdom is the way of the pure. Only wisdom can save you from the flattery of the promiscuous woman. She's such a smooth-talking seductress. She left her husband and has forgotten her wedding vows. You'll find her house on the road to hell, and all the men who go through her doors will never come back to the place they were. They will find nothing but desolation and despair. Follow those who follow wisdom and stay on the right path, for all my godly lovers will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their destinies. But the treacherous ones who love darkness will lose not only what they could have had, but their own souls. Say la. Pause and think of that. That's Proverbs 2, the Passion Translation specifically. But often, when we are experiencing resistance, when we are experiencing suffering, when we are experiencing, I I call it an inner dissonance, right? An unrest in our soul, in our mind, with our decision making and how we're going to assert our will or not, and even in our emotions. When we have this restlessness or this frustration, often we've stepped off the path of wisdom. We're not actually seeking wisdom. We're trying to run in our own strength or pursue things in our own understanding or muster our own hustle without good orderly direction. So the only problem ever is the uninvestigated story that you currently have. The uninvested story of the present moment. What do I mean by this? I mean that a lot of times we look at things in our life from our own limited perspective and from our own understanding and often from a place of how we think things should be or how we expected it should have gone. And when it doesn't go according to our plan, when it hasn't happened in our timing, we really (laughs) can lose our minds and get quite frustrated and forsake wisdom, okay? So I'll give you a a simple example. A lot of business-minded folks will talk about all of the quarter goals. This is what's this is what happened in Q1. This is what I'm going after in Q2. Q3 is going to be about this. Q4 is going to be about this, right? They they're very clear on that. But what starts to happen particularly with high achieving business-minded people is that a results bully shows up. <laughs> And this results bully, what this is what I'm going to call your, your monkey mind, if you will, or the inner critic in your head, or even the enemy trying to sow lies into your brain. The results bully is really good 
at identifying what didn't go well, what didn't work, why you're not at your goals, why whatever it is that you desire that you're running after is not working, why it's going to continue to fail, right? The results bully is good at beating you up and completely deterring your vision, distracting your vision, pulling your focus away from what actually did work and the results you actually did create, the seeds you actually did sow, and the fruit that will inevitably pop up and surface and flourish, right? But you will miss that if you don't put your sights on that, okay? So for example, the story that a lot of people might say right? Is that, oh, Q1 was a wash. Q1 didn't work out. Q1 didn't bring in the new clients. Q1 didn't, you know, bring my business to this next level or this next level place that I that I thought it should be at by now. Q1 didn't bring in these resources or, you know, all, all these unexpected challenges happen. So like, this is why this all played out this way, right? But then what can happen, this results bully beating you up, giving you the meaning that you're assigning to it, the story that you're telling and running over and over and over in your brain, that is shutting down wisdom. That is shutting down creativity. That's shutting down inspiration. And inspiration literally means in spirit. It means inspired by the spirit, right? When we receive revelation, when we receive wisdom, when we receive a fresh perspective, when we receive understanding, when we receive discernment from God, right? We are inspired (laughs) into action, right? And then we just follow through and that's taking steps of obedience, right? That's actually walking out obedience. It's not ignoring those promptings and that wisdom, that revelation is actually applying it and practicing it in your life. And then you see the fruit of that, right? But if we are listening to the results bully or if we are assigning stories that really don't serve us to what is currently happening, we are basically perpetuating suffering or creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's why I love that Proverbs 2 says very clearly, don't assume that you know it all, (laughs) right? I also love a different way of saying this from the word of God. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up, right? Sometimes if you can catch the visual, when you have your hands raised, let's say in worship, this can just mean help dad, help God, pick me up. (laughs) I surrender. (laughs) You've got this. I invite you in, right? Just pick me up. Help me here, right? So if you can catch that visual. But there is only ever one problem and it's your uninvestigated story in the moment. So what a lot of us do, myself included, is we accept stories. We accept meaning. We partner with lies when they're completely not true. And as we partner with them, we start solidifying that as a belief system. It becomes a stronghold, right? And here's the thing. We don't get what we want. We get what we believe. So you could want all the great things. You could have made a really epic vision board. But if your belief isn't there and if you are not being diligent about taking thoughts captive and casting down thoughts that are exalting in themselves above the truth and not entertaining it, right? You can partner with these stories that can really keep you stuck. 
and and prevent you from really living out this limitless being, right, that God has available for you. Okay, so for example, if you resonate with the example that I was sharing about how you can partner with the results bully, (laughs) my challenge to you would be what fruit did you create? What seeds did you sow? What evidence and truth do you have that many things did work? Take the learning. Take the growth. Don't throw it all out. Q1 wasn't a wash. If you've had that thought, that wasn't a wash. But take what you learned, right? So that you can, here in Q2, approach it from a place of of doing great work. And you can make more abundant faith moves, power moves with God, right? Because really and truly our thoughts, we don't like to believe this, but our thoughts are optional. The only problem ever is the uninvestigated story in the present moment. We think that our stories are true and a lot of times we're really bad, poor storytellers, okay? And do you want to be right or do you really want to partner with the truth? Okay, (laughs) do you want to partner with the results bullying with a liar or do you want to partner with God? So a saying that I like to have when I hear the bullies that I have in my life that come up in my own mind, I don't negotiate with bullies. I don't partner with bullies. I don't cast my pearls before swine. Okay, like literally to to the critic in my mind, I will say that sometimes just to bring some lightheartedness in and to shift it. Okay, so you get to be in the game of your life. You get to walk out your life. Your life is a message and you get to get out there and you get to do your work. Okay, I was sharing in a coaching session the other day, uh, a client was experiencing a lot of fear around getting out in the world. And like, I just feel so vulnerable. I feel so exposed. It feels so intimidating and it also just feels like it's not working like I don't I really love this thing but I don't know that I could make it successful right like there's almost like a fear of success or a success intolerance that was coming up right so I, I pose this example right like your work in the world what you are built for what you are designed to do like the good plans that God purposed and planned and prepared for your life, that he formed, shaped, and anointed you to walk out, right? To steward, to show up in, right? To partner with him, to bring his solutions into the earth in specific, unique ways to how he's designed you, right? That is your art, okay? And when somebody is in an artist or they identify with being an artist, right? They go to bat for their art, meaning they are willing to feel exposed. They are willing to feel vulnerable. They are willing to experience rejection. They are willing to have people not buy their art. They are willing to have people shame their art. They are willing to do that because that's part of getting their art into the world. That's part of being able to serve people and being able to move people and being able to transform people with their art. So they are willing to go to bat for it all the time because that is why they're here, right? And that is part of the journey. Yes, rejection and discomfort 
and fear and anxiety that's going to be part of the journey, right? But an artist that is moved by their art (laughs) and is called to deliver, called to bring forth their art and get it into the world, an artist is going to do that, okay? So I encourage this particular client to think about whatever her art was in that way. In my own personal life, my art is coaching, my art is coaching and, and, and the willingness to forsake other careers that I had studied, the willingness to be judged, to be ridiculed, to be sized up, to be talked down to, to, to be humiliated and shamed in a lot of ways was something that I continued to endure for many years. The willingness to be unclear about my voice, about my message, about is, is this going to work? Is this what I'm really called to do? The willingness to, to sit in the discomfort, but to still choose it, to still choose to show up, to still choose to expand, to grow, to involve, evolve, right? I am willing to do that for my art because of the people that I'm called to serve, because of who is going to be impacted, because of who whose lives are going to change because of legacies and destinies that are going to change because of trauma that's going to be broken off people because of the healing and deliverance that's going to happen because the anointing that is going to bear much fruit that's going to get activated in people, right? Because of the the wisdom and the knowledge that people are going to be able to operate in and just release solutions in the world. Like I show up for that, The other stuff is going to be part of it. And I'm willing to feel those things and still keep it moving. Okay. So I just want to share that. But the story, you know, and there's been seasons where I've done this, we can get caught in stories of I'm not good enough. People don't want what I have. People think that it's this. People are going to say no because blah, blah, right? Like we, we create so many stories and it just puts us in a place of spinning and we don't get in action. We don't make any faith moves when we do that. And it's just what we're choosing to partner with. So hopefully that's a good example for somebody, okay? Now, how do you make this practical? How can you challenge the stories that you are telling yourself or that are uninvestigated that you literally just accept as true quite often? There is someone that is a teacher, a mentor of a process she calls the work. Her name is Byron Katie. I actually met her, oh my goodness, I want to say probably 10, 10, 11, somewhere around there, years ago, in person. Didn't know who she was. (laughs) I was at, I guess you could call it a progressive church where they bring different leaders and teachers and all all the people in, right? And I think I was searching for more tools and more learning and she presented the work and I had never experienced that before. But what it really offered me was a way to recognize that I'm either attaching to the thoughts that are in my head or I'm inquiring about them. There's really no other choice. And if I want to become the thinker of my thoughts and think intentional thoughts, and if I really want to partner with truth, then it actually is imperative that I start inquiring about my thoughts and start investigating them so that I'm not just believing lies. I will say that is why this is called the work, (laughs) right? And I personally believe that tools that are out there, God can meet you exactly where you are. And 
he can redeem tools as well. So what I like to do with this particular process of the work, because as a coach, there's so many different tools that I am trained in and can activate and employ when they are relevant. And this is one of them. So essentially what happens is you start becoming aware of your stories when you are doing the work, which in and of itself is super powerful. And then you're looking for the thought that is behind the story because often this thought is what's creating suffering, okay? And I'll explain why that is in a second. But then what you train yourself to do is you start meeting your thoughts with your own understanding. You just meet them with understanding. So rather than push them down, rather than try to just distract yourself, rather than running from them or avoiding them because that never solves anything, you actually can meet your thoughts with understanding. But specifically what I want to highlight here is with God. (laughs) Bring your thoughts to God. Bring your thoughts to God. Don't ruminate on your thoughts. Don't obsess over your thoughts, but bring your thoughts to God. Cast your thoughts. (laughs) It's cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you, right? But cast these thoughts that are heavy, that are causing suffering on him and allow him to enlighten the eyes of your understanding. Work with God to renew your mind. Often, that is not something that we can do by ourselves. Have you noticed? (laughs) We need help when it comes to renewing our minds and staying in our own business and really noticing when we are resisting life and arguing with reality, okay? So this also helps us see where our true power lies in being able to control our flesh and our fleshly nature, right? And really submit to the spirit instead, okay? So When it comes to doing the work, the work is really interesting because what you're going to do is you can apply this to anything and why this works. I promise I would say that. So essentially what happens, our thoughts are usually what are causing us suffering. Okay. Here's how you can check. You have a thought. Okay. You're thinking this thought and that thought is making you feel some kind of way. And the more you think that thought, the more you increase that emotion or that feeling in your life, which drives your behavior or blocks your behavior, okay? So for example, let's just take a simple thing that we all think, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough. When you think that, you start to feel shame, you start to feel insecure, You start to have more thoughts that are judging yourself and bullying yourself and beating yourself up and criticizing yourself. You start to get really good at that. You really start to feel (laughs) and low and heavy. And then what you do is you avoid people. You isolate. You don't take any inspired action. You're not even available for creativity or inspiration from God. You just shut yourself down. You try to watch Netflix. You try to put your mind on something else. You try to take a nap. You literally shut down. Okay. Or you might become really negative. You start might start murmuring or complaining. You might start scrolling on social media and comparing yourself to other people that seem to have it better off than you do, right? Like you will have your own pity party, if you will. And it's so subtle how it starts to happen. But if you're not doing the work, taking radical responsibility for yourself, which is also radically loving yourself, right? Then this pattern can be perpetuated. It can continue, okay? But same thing. If you think I'm worthy, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm the head, I'm not the tail. I'm above only, I'm never beneath. 
right? I'm alive on purpose. My purpose is to live like it. This is the day the Lord has made and I am rejoicing in it and being glad in it. Right? When you start to say that, you're kind of calling your soul into order. Right? You're giving yourself a a (laughs) self-check with God. Right? And what happens is is your your soul starts to listen to you. It starts to submit to the spirit. She's like, I hear you, but here's what we're doing. Here's how things are going to go. I'm not partnering with that today. I decide. I decide who I'm partnering with. I decide what we're going to create. I decide if it's going to be heaven or hell today on my insides, right? So when you start to think that, you start to feel empowered. You start to activate supernatural gifts and blessings, the fruit of the spirit in your life, right? You start to break up with all the lies just by activating the spirit. And then you start to walk that out. When you feel worthy, when you feel empowered, you actually make power moves. You make faith moves. You show up like it because you believe it and you feel it. It's real for you. You actually embody it. It's not even a lie. That's your truth, right? So without inquiry, though, we often suffer because we we really think that we've lost control or what good is it? I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. We start getting into this funk, but we are allowing that. Our thoughts are optional and they're going to happen. We can just learn to approach them with understanding. So that's the whole idea behind the work. Okay. And so I, I often present this when necessary to clients. So if you're new to this, I'm just going to walk you through what the questions are. But this is something that works best when you have somebody that can facilitate this process with you because often we're going to run from this. We don't want to feel our feelings because we actually don't recognize how valuable they are. Okay, but this is how you can really, again, end suffering and learn to really be present with and allow what is and receive the gifts from what it has to offer you. Okay, so you can really move totally away from reality when you believe that there is a legitimate reason to suffer. So a lot of times we choose suffering because it's what we know, but that's not what you have to live. Okay. So basically what the work is, is it's putting what is in your mind into words. It's getting it out of your head so that you can actually see what the heck is going on. Okay. So it's really important to be able to do that. So the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to write down whatever your inner critic, whatever your bully in your head, whatever it is telling you, you're going to literally brain dump that out of your head and go nuts with this. Like no withholding, no putting a muzzle on your mouth. Just literally dump this out on a piece of paper. Get what is inside of you out of you. If you're angry with somebody, write down why. Like get as specific as you can and just block time to do that. Do it until you can't do it anymore. Literally just dump it all out of you, okay? Then what you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself four questions. You're going to start inquiring or approaching this thought with understanding, okay? So the first question that you're going to ask when you're looking at everything that you just wrote down on this piece of paper, look at all the judgments, look at all the thoughts, take one of them, and you're going to ask yourself, is it true? And what you want to do, take your time on it, but what you want to answer with is just yes or no. No explanation, just yes or no. Is that true? Okay, so you could be like, I'm angry at so-and-so. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) Okay, 
Then the second question is, can you absolutely know that that is true? Okay, and this is really an opportunity to, to go deeper because a lot of times we, again, think that our feeling or that our opinion is true when actually it's not at all. So this is an opportunity to go deeper and to really allow revelation or wisdom to come forth here. Okay, especially if you invite God into this process with you, which is what I recommend. Again, don't go into any sort of personal development or self-help without God. Okay, but can you absolutely know it's true is number two. Again, this is going to be yes or no. Can you absolutely know it's true? A lot of times this will offer a no. <laughs> I can actually know that's true. This is where you can start to realize that what you are making true might not actually be true, okay? Third question is, how do you react or what happens when you believe that thought? Okay, so how do you treat yourself? How do you treat the person that maybe you've written about? when you're thinking that thought. What do you do? And what you wanna do here is you wanna get specific about the actions that you're taking, okay? So what do you say to that person when you think that thought? Or how do you live when you believe that thought? And you really wanna list how each reaction feels to you. Where do you feel it? How does it feel? Because you can really start to see in time, if you practice this, how negative your self-talk is. Okay, and then you can start to recognize it if you really connect it to your body as well versus making it something that's outside of you. And then lastly, number four is who or what would you be without the thought? Okay, so the idea here, a lot of times it's helpful just to close your eyes and just be present with this one and just imagine yourself for a moment without the thought. Okay, imagine that you didn't have the ability to think the thought you know, if you were in the presence of that person that maybe you wrote about and you weren't thinking that thought, how would that experience be different? What do you see? How does it feel? How is the situation different? And what you want to do is list the possibilities for living your life without that thought, right? So for example, in the same situation, how would you treat that person differently without that thought? Does it feel kinder inside of you? What's happening, okay? Now, <laughs> the inquiry continues. A lot of times right there, if you just do those four questions alone, you'll be mind blown, okay? But as you go deeper, what you start doing is you start turning around the four questions, okay? So what you do is you start investing each statement by asking yourself those questions, okay? So you start trying on examples of how each turnaround is really true for you, okay? So you you start saying like, instead of saying I'm angry at that person, it actually is I'm angry at me because. So for every thought, you start turning it around for you and then you can start doing this exercise with you. Is it true? Can I absolutely know that it's true? How do I react? What happens when I believe that thought or what or who would I be without that thought, okay? So doing this work, the whole purpose is that it removes this illusion of suffering. And really the only requirement here is to notice and to question anything that would compete with truth, okay? So you can start really seeing where you're partnering with lies rather than just accepting every thought that you think. 
Okay. And just the courage and the willingness to do this work is what's going to bring you into a place of deeper wisdom and deeper understanding and really freedom so that you can have this inner peace, that you can create space to receive wisdom and guidance and inspiration, and that you can really move and live from a place of very subtle and profound meaning and fulfillment. Okay. So what you start to see too, is that everyone is really a mirror of our own thinking. All right, which is so, so powerful, okay? And one of the prayers that Byron Katie actually writes, she said, if I had a prayer, it would be this, God spare me from the desire for love, approval, or appreciation, amen. Because <laughs> really, this is what is driving our need to be right or our need to have people understand where we're coming from. We really want to be loved, to be approved, and to be appreciated, but we don't recognize that we can create that for ourselves, okay? So just wanted to, to offer this as a tool if you recognize that you have really been getting stuck in the stories that you're telling or that you are really creating your own suffering. If you've seen that as a pattern, this work is very valuable, and you can actually go to byronkatie.com. And, and find all sorts of resources that she has if you actually want to download worksheets and do this deeper. But I just wanted to present it to you as an option. Again, I think it's very valuable to have somebody do this work with you because a lot of times if you're new to it or you haven't done it, working with a coach can really help you stay in the game and to really get the breakthroughs that can come from that. And don't do this without God. <laughs> That's the message that I have for you. All right, guys, so I hope this message blessed you and that it's enlightened you in some way today and that you will take it further. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do that. You can just literally hit the subscribe button. You can copy the link. You can share it with a friend, but stay tuned. There's more information to come. If you haven't seen too, when you subscribe, I actually give you a free gift. So when you subscribe, let me know that you've done that. Leave a comment, leave a review if this is totally blessing you, and then visit julianapage.com. And over on my podcast page, there's a way to share that you've done that and email me, and I will email you a free devotional. So you'll get a freebie out of doing this. So make sure that you follow through and go do that right now or block time in your calendar to go do it. And until next time, stay blessed. <laughs>